Hey guys, we're here at the pool uh, and today we're talking with Kiku, our media man slash photographer slash everything. Uh, if you listen to music and people, it's because we are by the pool, like I said, and in the office it's impossible to talk as there's always someone coming in. But this just means that everyone's having a good time and I hope you don't, don't have any listening problems. So let's, let's get going. Hi, Kiku. <laughs> Hello, guys. How are you doing? So let's start from the beginning. We sometimes do this. Can you tell us a bit, a little bit about your childhood, how it was to grow up in Lisbon and all of that? Uh, so my name is actually Francisco, but everybody <laughs> knows me by Kiku. So I think I lost my main name already. Uh, I'm from Lisbon, but my family is mainly from the south, from Alentejo, which means slow pace, slow people, like myself, I think I'm a bit more shy and... Uh, but Lisbon is a really nice city if you grow there. Um, I studied there all my life. Uh, I was actually not that close to surf, none of my friends were surfers. But yeah, nowadays, I guess my life is around it. Um, and how was it that you came across surfing? Like, did you start by surfing, by taking pictures of surfers? By the way, how was, when and how did photography also come into your life? So, uh, I started surfing because I had this friend that bought a board and he was tired of it and sold me. And I was like, hmm, why not? Surf looks like a funny sport, so let me try as well. And I bought like a really small board, so it was super hard to learn, but I kind of loved it as everybody, I guess. And further in college, when I finished, like my mother decided to give me like a camera, like, hey, you did everything good, your studies, so let me give you a nice present. And I started taking photos, but uh, of people in the street. I thought it was cool to find these, you know, homeless people and take photos black and white. And then one day my sister arrives home and says, hey, I was with his friend in the beach. He asked me to take some photos of surf. And I was like, oh, is that a thing, taking photos of surf? And I just started going to the beach. And uh, yeah, 2013, maybe. Okay. And so, and so until you were 23, 22, you never thought about, about photography as like something you could do with your life, right? No, I actually didn't study photography. I studied uh, business administration and marketing. But uh, I mean, the camera was my beloved at that moment while I was finishing studies. So I kind of studied because I felt I needed it. But then I really wanted to do photography for my life. So I kind of, you always learn by yourself by practicing some small workshops here and there. Uh, but as more as you can take photos, you will be, you'll get better for sure. You don't need, I mean, in my opinion, you don't need to do three years in a college just studying photography. So yeah, it came out of the blue, I don't know. <laughs> and and so when it, so imagine that you start taking, you started taking pictures, you're doing uni, you're finishing business and administra administration. When did the, when did uh, photography become a profession like did you go to work in a company or did you like just finish school and went headfirst into photography how did that happen 
Actually, in my last year in marketing, like uh, I started working for these news website of surf actually super known by portuguese people surf total okay i worked with them for a year while i was finishing studies okay and that's how i got introduced to a lot of professional surfers and uh, i developed this like uh, passion about uh, like i started shooting in the water as well taking mm -hmm. photos while swimming and it was another level and i didn't want to stop but at the same time I mean, I had these studies, like, I couldn't throw everything away, so I started doing some internships in marketing, but I didn't like anything of I was doing, and so I decided, why not, let's try to not take a year off, but off work, and start doing photography. And then that's when I started shooting only professional surfers, because I thought they were super cool. I mean, I really like being in the water and seeing them doing these crazy maneuvers in front of me. But it's really hard for the business because you have like two or three companies in Portugal who own all the brands because most of the brands are not Portuguese. And they have their own photographers, so it's not easy for you to be in the business. Yeah. And with time, I kind of got uh, tired and got out <laughs> so, yeah, everyone knows everyone if you like if you have this brand you only work with that guy and this yeah it's not a friendly world I have another friend who's a photographer and he also like kind of gave up on surf photography um, but question when you were like that last year of college where you, when you were already working for surf total were you making money out of photography or was it more like a like you could make a little bit of money. Could you make a living out of it? How was the money situation with photography when you decided to quit a normal job, so to speak? No, I mean, I had some money apart. And with Surf Total, the idea was I didn't have any expenses. They would pay me for every trip and everything. But money, they would not pay for like almost anything. It's the business of surf. If you are a videographer, you can make real money if you're a photographer it's a bit harder I guess at least for me and uh, yeah it was this work more for me to get inside the industry know people and see how surf goes as a business and not just as a hobby but it was really hard to make uh, money out of it okay and by the way were you surfing at the time or was the two short board experience a bit traumatizing no, I actually, I was surfing. I thought I knew how to surf, you know. And, but at, at that time, I saw a video of myself taken with a phone in a Praia do Amado, okay. in Costa Vicentina. Super pretty, you guys should visit it. And I saw the video and I realized I didn't know how to do, like, anything. And from that moment on, so maybe six years ago, I think I improved a lot. Like, I still cannot do, like, maneuvers and stuff, but at least I can rides waves much better and read the ocean and i'm super comfortable and i really love surf nowadays but uh, i'm a lazy surfer <laughs> you have a lot of work <laughs> as well no but it's funny because we grew up we're more or less the same age and we grew up in an era where there were basically no surf schools or very little like almost none and everyone learned to surf with their friends with boards that were not beginner boards there was like no soft boards, no anything. So you're just basically thrown into the deep end. Just take a board, go. 
for good luck and it, it like some people just managed some people a bit less but it was a it really selected the kind of people that really wanted to stay there and now well we work in a surf school so this, this is something we're close to every day it's way easier to get like information from the point where you decide you want to try some surfing until the point where you're autonomous in the water there's just like a clear program you can follow whereas at the time that was not a thing at all like you just like good luck you people were shouting at you in the water it was a bit hectic but i, I don't know i think it's good that we have like a system to get people comfortable and safe in the outside yeah i actually agree and uh, it's something that surf guys helps me a lot is uh Imagine when I am in Lisbon with my friends, none of them is a surfer, so it's super hard for me to have someone to call in the weekend, for example, and say, do you want to go surf? So I kind of needed to push myself to go alone, and maybe that's why I'm not as a good surfer as I should be, because I'm not, uh, I never had these guys saying, you are doing this or that wrong. And with surf guys, the funny thing here is you make a lot of friends, not just staff, but friends and you can rely on them to go surf and uh, they are always here for you so give you tips this is actually helping much more since i'm working here and how is it like how did you because i think you came to know david via miguel bastos no a friend of ours that met you in indonesia can you tell me about the time you spent in indonesia yeah indonesia was actually an escape i guess as everybody it's like a cliche story but for me I mean it was really important because I was in this moment of I think I was doing like two years trying to be a professional photographer two years going back to an office to do what I studied because like I needed money and uh, to feel I was doing something for myself and I was in this like two years in two years out until I decided like I cannot do office anymore like I know it's a, a cliche to say some people cannot work in an office, but it's super hard for me. Mm. And so I just decided to, okay, let's do a year, saving as much money as I can in the office. I will tell I'm going to leave in this date, and then I just buy the ticket and go to Bali. And I went there by myself. I didn't know anyone there. I didn't have any experience on traveling so far away from Portugal. But... When you go with this set, with this mindset of uh, let's try to survive, I guess, you ended up doing a lot of friends and so it was super easy. And I ended up staying there almost like eight months and like my lifestyle changed about like I was surfing almost every day. And my idea was to go there as a photographer to take photos of surf. But then I ended up just surfing and surfing and <laughs> surfing and meeting new people and making friends and I, I ended up meeting Portuguese people as well that were living there so it was easier for me then to have some help in the yeah I, I guess I, what I took most from this trip is uh, the amount of people you meet everyone has a different story and this will make you grow as a person and so I like if I ever have children I hope I do like I will incentivate them to travel as soon as they can and as much as they can because I think it's a life experience and everybody should at least once. Yeah, I think we have similar experiences there because we actually went to the same school. We just found out about it two days ago. And we went to the same school 
from 5 to 18. All the people that were there study there basically from 3 or 5 to 18. So you get like, yeah. it's really easy to get pigeonholed into this like one way of thinking. Like it's very, everyone's very similar. Their parents are very similar. Like, of course, there's differences in everything, but it's easy to think that life has to be this one way. And then suddenly, once you've like you realize, oh, like there's a whole lot of different options that I never even even th thought about. For me, it's similar, and it also happened in Indonesia because I was 19 and I just bought a ticket to Bali as well, and just said, "Fuck it, no one wants to go with me, I'll go." And it was, and I also met a lot of people, and it was really eye-opening to the amount of endless possibilities. And the people you meet have so many different stories, like people, like because all our friends did the same we did, which is, you finish high school. You have good grades, you go to this university, you finish university and you go to work. It's like, it's a very fixed track in Portugal. Because it's what you said, like we studied in a private school and so everybody had this system mechanic of you're going to finish school, like you cannot fail any year, you know? Yeah. And then you finish it, you go to college and you're going to be a businessman working for Deloitte. Exactly. <laughs> no, and you have this, also you have this idea that like if you stop for one year, you're losing something. You're like, you're missing out on something. You're like, you're falling behind. Yeah, and it's not And true. it's actually the opposite. Like now that I'm uh, old and wise, or at least old, not wise, uh, just one year, two years, it's really nothing out of your life. And you gain so much more by experiencing different things. And yeah, also, actually, I met some Portuguese people in Bali, younger than me, and they were like traveling this year in Bali, and then they came back, and then they are doing this business lifestyle. Yeah. So, I think for them it was actually good to see what they can do, and then yeah, so, yeah no, this is what I want anyway. No, it's, yeah, it's just so good to stop and think. I guess all sides are fair, you know. Yeah, of course. No, what I mean is exactly that. It's just, it's just that if you have the opportunity to explore, this will help you grow as a person as you said and do you feel like working here and meeting new people every week also has a bit of that like uh working in a place where there's people from all over the world coming you get to know a bit of their story and you get to kind of you're not traveling but it almost feels like you are yes totally uh a lot of like i don't know but uh, you can get tired of these every week questions about where do you live, where do you work, what do you do, what do you do out of Surf Cascais, how are you? But like, uh, if you hear the other side as well, everybody has a different story because here in Surf Cascais, everybody comes from a different country. And it's super cool because I'm kind of knowing more about Germany or the Netherlands. And I've never been there, for example, but we like the stories you heard you kind of can interpret how the their country is and it's super cool because it can open your mind to go there exactly. and maybe you go there and you find something you're not expecting and you ended up living there yeah well there's no way so for me that would be hard but yeah yeah i get the point <laughs> and now and uh, now that you're here can you clarify your role in surf cash because everyone's always asking like is he, I, I always say media man, but can you define what you do? Uh, I always say instead of media man, I say I'm the cameraman. Okay. Because what I do here is photos and videos of everybody in the house, even if you don't see that I'm around you. Because so creepy pervert. <laughs> no, no, I'm no. joking, joking. Some people look at me in the first, like, what is this guy doing? But. Um, 
Like my main job is to create weekly videos for the guests to go back home and see a small video with their experience. People smiling, fails while surfing, barbecues, I don't know, everything you did here for a week. And you can actually go home and show that to your family. So the idea is, you can say I am the actually the marketing face. Mm -hmm. I don't say that I do all the marketing in Surf Cash Cash, but at least I'm trying to create these videos for people to spread the word, if they like it or not, staying here with us. So yeah, I can say I am content creator of Surf Cash Cash slash marketing guy <laughs> okay anything else anything we should cover like we've talked about a bit of your life before your life here what is it that no let's talk about the future then <laughs> what is it that you're looking for now like any projects any things like at least now i know that i am in this world i guess to be a photographer and not working in the office and uh I'm do I'm exploring different like kinds of photography. Even if I'm here in Surf Cascais and everybody sees me here every day, I'm I do other stuff around. And I don't know where in photography my life will finish, but uh, at least a photographer, I guess I will be for the rest of my life. At least I hope. Yeah, and for now I love being here with Surf Cascais because this is not just surf; it's everything around it and so i hope i can stay here as long as i can so i hope you guys can come and visit us as well because this is not a normal hostel this is a family house so when you say ah, i go to asia and someone gives me shelter you know and you stay with a family here is the same if you come to surfcash guys you'll feel like you are with a family and you will be most welcome here so Okay, I guess this is a way to, okay. now, it's, it's <laughs> a, a good way to finish. I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to ruin it. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you either come back or come for the first time in the near future. And uh, we'll talk later with more people, more stories from the house. Thank you.